Weirdos. Hello. Welcome to the Weirding Hour. I'm Bothwell. I'm Rhea. I'm Nina. And this is the Weirding Hour, a podcast where we discuss the weird uh, through a variety of different topics and we craft alongside in a variety of different ways. And we want you to craft and you to listen with us because you're our best friends and we love you. And why didn't you call us back? <laughs> Sorry, that was probably more about me than you guys. <laughs> Trauma. So this <laughs> week, oh, I'm dark. Um, <laughs> you mean to go on? Yeah, apparently so. This week, we are going to be talking about theme parks and the weirdness around that. And I am excited. I don't know about you guys, but I had a lot of fun with this research. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing everyone's. What are we doing for craft this week, lads? Wild card. Wild Wild card again. Well, we did wild card last week and we really enjoyed it. So we thought, why not try to improve and do better? Yeah, it's Um, definitely not because we forgot to choose a craft at the end of last week's episode no no, no no you no. definitely none of the listeners noticed at all so no it's fine in our defense guys if you if you've heard that episode we were all really hung over <laughs> and that makes remembering and talking words and drawing hard so podcast you know. pro tip don't record on a saturday morning no it was early wasn't it so early and everyone had a wine hangover as well. We know that they're the worst of the hangovers. They are. Oh my God. Wine, wine was wine, wine and is the cava. Wine so, and cava. That's just cava. bubbly wine. Yeah. Potent. I feel like I feel like with a beer hangover, I can kind of eat my way out of it. Do you know what I mean? Like if I have like a decent enough amount of food, I can just feel better. I think it's because I can't act. Well, my tolerance for alcohol is really low anyway, but I just I can't consume that much beer. So I think I can kind of eat to get rid of it. But wine, mm. I can't eat my way out of that hangover. I can consume zero beer. Oh, yeah. Gluten. Wheaty Wheat. beer. And also, oh, I don't like it. So I wouldn't be consuming it anyway. Gluty butthead beer. Okay, cool. Anyway, so the parks. Uh, it's me first, isn't it? So, yeah, it's you. Are we yeah, saying what, our, what Wildcraft things we've picked? Have we said that? Uh, no, we no. have not said it. I'm going to again for it till the end. I don't care if no one cares. You're going to be excited. Oh, Ray's well. so mad at me. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing, Nina? I'm doing quilling again because it's all out. <laughs> and also, I really liked it. And That's I might try reason. glue it down this time. But then where am I going to keep it? I can't keep it somewhere fat, flat. It will get squished. Can't keep it somewhere fat. <laughs> Dude, that was P-H-A-T Fat Keep it in the 80s apparently um, I love that Nina is following her dreams Slash whatever happens to be already laid out <laughs> <laughs> Hey I really liked the first time we did quilling no, Quilling is, is Genuinely awesome I, I really enjoyed it Very well <laughs> Did you enjoy the quilling or the rolling of the little I mean yeah. I, well, There was look, a lot more rolling compared to making of quilling <laughs> I feel I feel very attacked right now Rhea's on the verge of climbing through the screen <laughs> the ring style and kicking my ass <laughs> and you will have deserved it is, is, <laughs> is the thing uh, yeah see that uh, cool Ross, what are you doing I am doing felt tip pens beautiful felt tip pens many a colour <laughs> and, and I'm excited see you crafting out of convenience this is hey normally I would just pick up a biro you're aware of the extent of my (laughs) laziness when it comes to crafts lying around but these are my Christmas friends friends your Christmas friends that was clearly a cross between pens and friends (laughs) my pens are my friends oh god it's like year eight all over again uh anyhow so yeah uh Joe bought me these beautiful felt tip pens for Christmas because she's an absolute babe um, and I haven't really had a chance to use them yet so I'm very excited. Nice. So in terms of the theme park I'm going first today and so I get to tell you that I slightly deviated. Yay! (laughs) It's my week to Brazil um, and I have gone specifically with rides. So I am looking at three different rides. How is that deviation? Well one of them hasn't yet been built. (laughs) Ooh. One of them 
probably shouldn't have been built. And the last one, just why? But we'll get there. We'll get okay. there. Okay, I'm, I'm pretty excited. So the first one that I'm going to talk about, this is <laughs> getting in quite dark already, but the first one I'm going to talk about is the euthanasia coaster. Ah. Have either of you heard of this one? I mean, yes. A bit. Cool. Okay. <laughs> so for those of you Maybe who when know, we slightly discussed it the other day. <laughs> uh, spoilers! Spoilers! They're not meant to see the man behind the curtain. <laughs> There's a man uh, behind your curtains? Is he not... Is he not meant to be there? <laughs> um, anyway, so the euthanasia coaster is its basically it's a hypothetical steel roller coaster and it is designed with the intention to kill its passengers. So the idea, uh, well, the, <laughs> the reins behind this idea is a guy, I'm really going to try and say his name correctly, <sighs> Julionus Urbonus. What? <laughs> or Julie Jonas Urbonus. I'm going to guess it's the first one. I'm he is a Lithuanian. <laughs> yeah. Jonas? I don't know. Parents were just like, let's make him sound like he's in a fairy tale. Let's give him a name that everyone will get wrong. But they probably won't in Lithuania. That's the thing. It's yeah, just plebby, ignorant uh, brain and tongue that are ruining it. But anyway, in 2010, um, this Mr. <laughs> Mr. Urbonus, <laughs> who is a PhD candidate at the Royal College of Art in London, uh, and he had previously worked in an amusement park. And he basically came up with this idea of a roller coaster that would take the lives of its passengers with elegance and euphoria. And in terms of the practical applications of this, it could be used either for euthanasia or execution. Oh, yeah. Wait, so, but why would anyone spend that much money on executing people? I mean, I think it's probably going to be cheaper, isn't it? Than well, having a roller coaster built. Well, I mean, I, I very much don't. I just like to point out this thing. I very much do not agree with the death penalty. Actually, no, which, sure. which, well, no, it was something that I used to. Hey, I was brought up um, half American. And for... I think for the first part of my life, I had this real sense of like, <laughs> was, no, that is justice. But I, it, as I kind of hit 20 and obviously developed a frontal lobe and some common sense and a brain. Went to university, to met other people. Yeah. I was like, oh, actually, no, let's, let's not kill people. Yeah. Um, it's never actually okay. But so there you go, living and learning people. Anyhow, so the purpose of this could be euthanasia or execution. So the concept design of the layout, it's, basically got at the start you've got a massive massive um rise up so like the peak of a roller coaster it mm. goes up and it's uh 1670 feet to the top it will take the train two minutes to get there oh yeah and i can't, can't you just hear it you know the way that roller coasters where they're like oh and you're like yeah and you get so excited apart from on that one you're like oh i've changed my mind how do i get off. You can change your mind. So that Ooh. is the only point at which you can change your mind. At the very, very top of that peak, uh, which it takes two minutes to get to, there is, um, in his design, the option that a passenger could get off for there at that point. Okay. However, from there, you've then got the 1,600-foot drop, so 500-meter drop, that would take the train up to around 220 miles per hour, which is pretty much the terminal velocity for it. So it's not really going to go any faster than that. So then it has its massive peak and then it has seven subsequent loops that get kind of smaller and smaller and smaller. It looks a bit like a kid's spirograph drawing. It's like when it's going off the edge of the page. Um, like an old pulled out slinky. Yes, exactly. Um, so you flatten out and speed into the first of these seven. They're called, oh, again, am I pronouncing it correctly? Who knows? Clotoid, clothoid, inversions. Um, and the reason Loops. that each... Yeah, oops. Uh, the reason that each of the inversions gets smaller is basically to maintain the lethal 10G to passengers when the train loses speed. So after a sharp turn, you pretty much are going straight into another one. Um, and well, it essentially it's your body yeah. at 10G, man. Yeah, not not pleasant. Most roller coasters, I believe, now like don't really go above three. Um, mm -hmm. This is a bit dark. After a sharp right-hand turn at the end of the track, um, the train will enter a straight where you can have the unloading of corpses and loading of new passengers. Oh! <laughs> Which is a little well, bit rural. 
they've got to come off. Yeah, yeah. True. I mean, you don't want to sit next to a corpse when you're just about <laughs> to die. Yes. So the ride in itself takes 60 seconds. Um, the new the coaster basically works through prolonged cerebral hypoxia, so it's you're not going to get sufficient um, supply of oxygen to the brain. Um, oh, so you kind of suffocate. Yeah. yeah. So you get G-force related symptoms. So it's things like uh, graying out, tunnel vision, blacking out, and then G-lock, which is G-force induced lock of consciousness. Um, so this is also a bit dark. Subsequent inversions. So if you were worried that you know it wouldn't kill, you could essentially make the uh, add additional loops onto the roller coaster. So his design, which he made a model of um, and displayed, only had the seven. But essentially, in the design, if you were wanting to have kind of a failsafe, you you build more. Um, or <laughs> or as insurance, they could just have another go of the roller coaster. So you could get to ride it twice if you don't. Uh, uh. If there is um, unintentional survival, why, uh, what? How would you survive? And um, I mean, people have people have survived the electric chair before. Um, I don't know if anybody has survived lethal injection. I would have thought not. But again, please write in, correct us if we are wrong. We should um, put that in topics. Actually, should we? I feel what? like I've read something about that. Anyway, yeah. Um, oh, well, we do have a topic coming up, which I think is like surviving or something. So we could always put it in there. Um, yeah. So basically, this idea, the whole idea behind this was the fact that in certain countries, execution is a thing anyway. So it was like, how would you turn it into something that is perhaps more humane, perhaps more the word elegant? I was like, well, I don't know about that. And I guess the idea with euthanasia as well is thinking about ways that you could make it a little bit different. <laughs> Um, yeah, I that's don't... what it's missing, is uh, yeah. <laughs> that uniqueness, <I> variety. <laughs> do you know what I was thinking about, though? And this is perhaps being a little glib, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and do it. Like, euthanasia is such a, it's such a tr tricky kind of topic. And I think, you know, you guys, we've chatted about this before. And there are definitely some conditions where I believe people should have the right to choose what happens to them but I appreciate opening those gates could make it very difficult and you might get people who choose to do this when perhaps they could be helped you know so therefore their situation could change um, however imagining a world where let's say I had sort of a, a very debilitating condition and I had decided that I wanted to die do I want to be <laughs> in a bed surrounded by much medication and my family and slowly go to sleep or do I risk going on this roller coaster? And are they going to have one of those cameras at the top of the drop so that the last ah. thing I have ever sees is a photo of me definitely with mouth wide open, eyes closed, just being like, ah! <laughs> is that but what you, we want? You like rides. I love rides. I don't know if I'd, I don't know if I'd like this ride, Rhea. <laughs> I, I mean, like being scared. I don't like being dead. That, that's too much. How do you know? Have you ever tried it? Yeah. I mean, no. Mm, edgy oh, so edgy anyhow so that was my first ride and reading about that I just thought that was so interesting and I love the fact that he actually constructed this you can look it up online constructed this little model of what it would look like and to be fair if this roller coaster didn't kill you I still might potentially think twice about going on it it looks 1,670 feet is a really, really fucking long way to drop. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, yeah, not sure about that. What, what would be the legal ramifications if you signed all of the things to die by the roller coaster and your family agreed and everyone consents and that's, that's your way to go and then you get to the top bit that's really high up and you fall out and that's how you die? Ooh. Well, I mean, technically it is still death by that roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's not but the not as intended. Consented to. Well, I presume there'd have to be a lot of, you know, safety checks to make sure that it's working properly. <laughs> to make sure you die in the way. Yeah, you, to make sure that it's working lethally. <laughs> Correctly and lethally. Um, anyhow, right. So, aware of time, I'm going to move on to my next ride. So, this next ride is not so much a ride because some of the Asian theme parks, I feel like they're using the words theme parks. And what I'm hearing is Bodmin Jail. Um, so this was the equivalent <laughs> of Bodmin Jail 
in Singapore and it's called the Hawpaw Villa theme park um, and it contains over a thousand statues and 150 giant dioramas that basically depict like mythology or Chinese mythology, folklore, legends, um, illustrations, aspects of Confucianism. Um, and it was built during the uh, 90, no, sorry, it was built earlier than that, but during the 90s and seven, 1970s and 80s, this is when it was like super popular and busy. Um, millions coming per year, that sort of thing. That sounds like a themed park. A themed a park. Theme. Yeah, but it needs that D, doesn't it? And we're not a fan of the D. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, Without the D, it's just an amusement park. Quite. No, um, that doesn't make any sense. So again, uh, this is where I'm not sure about it being a theme park, because the theme park was intended to educate its visitors in morality um, by potentially oh. scaring them. Um, because you got to see images of things like tax evaders being crushed by stone mallets oh. or an executioner disemboweling a student who was caught cheating on an exam. <laughs> Sounds uh, amazing. Right? Is it still there? It is still there. It is still there. Um, it was built originally in 1937. And from 2001 onwards, it's been free to the public to go in. Um, it's... <laughs> It's somewhere between on kind of like TripAdvisor and descriptions. It's it's you might feel a mixture of curiosity, humor and disgust <laughs> while walking through the depictions of the various types of, you know, kind of like folklore and legend. Sign me up, man. That is my combo. Apparently, the highlight of uh, all of the dioramas and statues is the 10 courts of hell. Uh, in which the severe graphic punishments are shown um, with explanations that defend exactly why these are warranted. Uh, this is where you see things like the tax evader um, being crushed to death and a student uh, being uh, yeah, disemboweled because they cheated on an exam. Warranted. Which I don't know, I feel it's, I feel it's overkill. I feel that. Yeah, so that was, that's a little bit of a shorter one, but that um, that was the second of the weirdest rides that I, I, I kind of came across. Um, essentially, you walk through something that looks to be a cross between, yeah, Bodmin Jail, the London Dungeon, but with sunshine, you know, and it's light outside. Amazing. I think you'd yeah, go. go. But, like, I think for sure we'd go. Oh, yeah. Together, hells, yeah. We, guys, we're starting a uh, GoFundMe. Yeah, please send us to these weird places, except the bottom of the sea. I don't want to go there. Uh, <laughs> I also don't want to go to the bottom of the sea. Thank you. We know how Rio feels about the bottom of the sea. I'm not going. I don't <laughs> care how much money you raise. So <laughs> now I have my last ride. And this one, <laughs> they've all had a theme of death, by the way. This one is... I'll tell you and you, you tell me what this one is. It's it's at a theme park called uh, Window of the World in um, Shenzhen in China. And it is a 4D death simulator. So, uh, yeah, so it's the Samadhi 4D experience of death. It will cost you £26 to ride this ride. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> worth it so in this uh, on this ride you are placed into a coffin oh literally into a coffin and uh you are put into so it's a 4d experience so you then get pushed into a furnace so i have quotation marks oh. around here by an attendant oh. so you are in a really dark cramped place and you feel the heat um as it goes up to 104 degrees so 40 what? degrees celsius yeah yeah um, oh, I forgot to mention, actually, sorry, the ride actually starts, you know, like when you're getting into the ride, you're in like a fake funeral parlor so that you are kind of like placed into oh the coffin. My... Oh, no. that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's on a conveyor belt type thing. So the conveyor belt goes through the crematorium um, and then is blasted with like 40 degrees hot air to create the authentic experience oh. of burning. How long are you in the burning I don't know. I don't know how long it goes. Although I think I was trying to find a um, YouTube video of it. I think there might be one, um, <gasps> but I didn't have to go through. So definitely check it out. But it gets better. It's just people having panic, panic attacks. 
that's all this ride is, right? That's all yeah. this ride is. Um, when the burning is over, apparently you, uh, you know, kind of move along on your conveyor belt and you then uh, volunteer to see a womb projected on the ceiling. Uh, and they must crawl until they reach a large white padded area, which represents said womb, and there they are reborn. Mm. I, I, I don't want to be super sceptical, but I feel like wombs probably aren't white. What? <laughs> Designed by two dudes, I'm sure they know best, thank you. Um, so it was actually... Um, one of the reasons that they raised this, they did it on a Chinese crowdfunding site, um, Again, I'm going to try and say their names. Please forgive me. Huang Weiping and Ding Ryu, maybe. I'm really sorry if I said it incorrectly. I sh we should really learn how to do this. Um, but they wanted to, to, to develop this ride, and they did so by collecting $65,000. Um, and they wanted to provide a really highly accurate simulation of what it feels like to go through the process of cremation, because this is something that almost half of all Chinese people opt for upon death. So, so what, I guess they, it's like they a wanted to influence you their choice. Yeah, you want I think a little it's just a, sample. You know, yeah, before you I commit thought to you that. Were, oh my god! I yeah, thought you were going to say something like actually worthwhile, like, and they wanted to show that they're trying to discourage people from doing it because it's really bad for the environment, and nope. to show them other options. Nope. But it's more just they want to show them what the experience is like before they do it when they're dead and won't be able to enjoy it for what it is being they have a, a tiny box and burnt alive experience as well oh they don't offer that it's just being that, in a that tiny would box just be a nightmare, wouldn't it? yeah i mean it's it, the i other, mean it's all I, i'm fairly certain that being uh cremated whilst i can still experience it is is pretty nightmarish i mean I uh, both, both that. sound horrible i would both. choose that i've buried alive a hundred a million times yeah, no, I agree with you. You make a good point. Is that just because it's quicker? Yeah, uh, yeah, a tiny bit quicker. Not, I don't, I mean, it depends. Yeah. You're so, so doubtful about how much air is in a coffin. Yeah. I am, I am quite doubtful about how much air is in a coffin. We I need to find out to how long you'd survive in a coffin. Well, hang on, let's use a scientific method here. Now, in Buffy season six, episode <laughs> two, Episode one or two, whichever, it's a, it's a joined episode. She wakes up in the coffin. She has time to be a bit like, the air is really thin in here. And then she manages to punch her way out and obviously crawl through six foot of soil. Yeah. So there's that much air left in there. Yeah. There's enough for a slayer to punch her way out of the coffin. But how no, much do slayers breathe less or more than the average human? I would say the same as the average human. Well, no, she's human. superhuman. Like she's got yeah. human strength mm. and endurance. And I guess she heals quicker, but does that mean? I don't know. Uh, Your scientific yeah, method has failed us. Yeah, yeah it has. Uh, this I is think... why people don't believe in science anymore. Yeah. It I don't want to hear facts anymore. <laughs> it depends on how smoky the, um, the cremation is, because hopefully you would just get asphyxiated before you burn to death. Yeah. Or pass out from shock. Yeah, that would be good. Just anything where you're unconscious before yeah. the flames. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this took a dark turn. But oh, those my... turn, <laughs> yeah. That was us, was it? From yeah. where it was. I can't believe you guys made this so dark. Um, <laughs> these, those were my weird theme park rides. Had nice. you heard of any of them? Uh, um, only the... Yes. There, the yeah. euthanasia one, but no, not the others. No, they're very. Well, I am. I don't know. I'm. I kind of want to do the bur the the last one, the cremation one. Yeah. Yeah, I probably. I, I feel like I might get there and change my mind, and it would be a quite long way to go. I mean, I think so long as I definitely don't die, then. I mean, you definitely don't die. It is a it is a ride. Yeah, but like sometimes but people telling your brain that die on yeah. rides. You, oh, you know when those rides get oh. stuck? Imagine if you just got stuck in the crematorium bit. Oh, <laughs> your that's like a final destination scene. And that the heat is. keeps rising. Is absolutely. I thoroughly enjoyed those. Yeah, they were brilliant. Thanks, guys. I enjoyed researching them. Also, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but the first one was about euthanasia. 
The second two were joined by were enjoyed by the youth in Asia. <laughs> oh wow! Can I say that? Probably not. Let's I cut mean, that. Yeah. I mean, well, you there's... said it. I don't think there's anything offensive about saying there are young people in Asia going no, to theme parks. No, no but the pun true. itself is so bad. Oh, you're worried <laughs> that no, the pun is uh, If you're going to worry about bad puns, like you've got to take back your entire career, right? Oh! <laughs> yeah, better get the fuck off the podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. All right. It's like that. Yep. Okay. I get it. Oh, dear. Um, <laughs> Who's next? Uh, I think it's me. Is it me? Yeah. Okay. So... Boths has done uh, a wonderful presentation about uh, parks, uh, rides designed to kill you. (laughs) I'm going to do a theme park that killed the local economy in Morecambe. Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, nice segue. (laughs) Yeah. I liked it. It worked. It rolled. Such a rear topic. (laughs) <laughs> where's Morecambe um it's in Lancaster oh so um before I I well in order to tell you about that uh I'd like to talk a little bit about uh 90s phenomenon an absolute fucking psychopath Mr Blobby Is that, do you need to say any more than that? I feel like yeah. you summed him up perfectly. <laughs> Got it. On the same page. Yeah, so hopefully uh, everyone listening, I can tell right now that uh, uh, my my two fellow hosts uh, remember Mr Blobby, but those of you who are listening might not. So um, worry, he was very prolific over the age of 30. artist. <laughs> he released several singles, didn't he? Oh, I think he just released one, but uh, I, I could be wrong. Uh, in my anyway so um in the 90s in 1990 um noel edmonds started his weekly house parties on saturday night and they were a riot um and and you know everyone loved them and and you know it was set in the village of crinkly bottom hilarious oh, no hey wow hey? Love it. i'm not sure you're allowed uh, to say that on the podcast which led to things like <laughs> Welcome to Noel's Crinkly Bottom, which is, of course, disgusting wonderful. to think about. It's, it's a really <laughs> it's been hilarious. hilarious thing to think about. So when it started, I was about nine and and I did actually really enjoy watching it. That was a nice thing uh, on a Saturday evening before I had to go to bed. So there we go. Just just confess that right right just now. Don't ruin it for you. Yeah. So, like, about a year after it started, um, that kooky but uh, lovable deranged psychopath, um, <laughs> Mr. Blobby, 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 Blobby. appeared. <laughs> and, uh, and he played what looked like really just fucking dangerous pranks on celebrities. So, so that was great. He just, he'd come rolling in and just... I don't know, tear everything the fuck down and then roll <laughs> out again. Like that was that was his raison d'etre. He was an oh, agent right. of chaos. Did he smack people around a bit? Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, I mean, he couldn't see what the fuck he was doing. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a man in a suit running around. <laughs> um, and at its peak, 15 million people tuned into that Saturday night show. It was fucking popular. (laughs) The Uh, the 90s is fucking crazy. Oh my God, nuts. In 1993, (laughs) that was uh, the Christmas number one, Mr. Blobby. um, And it stayed there for three weeks, guys. Wow. How did it go again? Mr. Blobby, Mr. Blobby. I I don't fucking... Anyway. Is it like, if only you could make us understand? That's just gone through my head. Uh, Is that a thing? Oh, it could be. I, yeah. I genuinely don't know. I didn't listen to it for this, for this episode. So Not doing oh, your research, It's not mate. relevant. It's not relevant. We're moving swiftly on. All right. Um, but I will say that he beat Meatloaf and Take That to the top spot that Christmas. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should get a replace my meatloaf t-shirt with a Mr. Blobby t-shirt. 
Uh, yeah, you should. I mean, yeah, you should. Yeah. I hope you do. Um, oh, and MTV accused crinkly, the Crinkly Bottom character of trying to kill music. <laughs> uh, so. I also see where they're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> well, he is a psychopath. So, in 1994, they decided we're making so much fucking money, we need to capitalize on this. And they decided the best way to capitalize on this was to make a theme park. Oh, no. Of Mr. Blobby and Crinkly Bottom. <sighs> Terrifying. Yeah. So the first one was uh, put in Somerset, but people weren't exactly happy about it. So, um, so it says opening what was at best a novelty and gaudy attraction in a quiet and idyllic grade one listed wildlife park was not going down well with the Cricket St. Thomas residents and the park was marred by bad publicity in its opening weeks. So basically, uh, residents complained about the sound because uh, Mr. Blobby's house, Dun Blobbin, was in <laughs> in the in the centre, uh, oh, and no. it just played like a his fucking awful songs, and, <laughs> and then it would also do the thing of doing a recording of him coming home to his wife. So it'd just be a really loud recording of blob blob blobby blob. Oh. Yeah, was there a Mrs. Blobby? There was that. a Mrs. Blobby. You think she just married him for the money? Oh, I definitely, definitely. I think there was probably a very, very um, long and drawn out divorce proceedings with Mr. Blobby losing almost all of his money. Yeah. So, but there were loads of visitors. There were 650,000 visitors in the opening season, which actually made it more popular than Buckingham Palace, uh, which had only attracted 420,000 in 1994. So this then made Lancaster City Council think, you know what? Yeah, we could we could have a, a Mr. Blobby theme park here. Uh, so they decided to put it on the site of the former Happy Mount Park, which had been opened in the 1920s. Uh, this was not a very popular move with the locals since they really enjoyed the Happy Mount Park. I don't know. They thought basically that it was a f eyesore and a horrific thing to happen. But they they did it. The, the, the city council agreed a deal with Edmonds uh, and Unique and uh, and they decided to make a £300,000 investment in the scheme. So they had great expectations. They thought that the park would bring in 240,000 annual visitors. Um, so the Morecambe Visitor Tourist oh, Area thing oh. wrapped up expectations with frequent headlines. So they were like, yeah, no, we're going to get tons of people. It's going to be great. <laughs> we Who doesn't love Blobby Land? They were a big seaside town in uh, in the 80s and and they just lost everything like it. Everything had dwindled down. It was just kind of shit. So they were making a huge investment. So initially, within two days, they had 5000 people visit the attraction. By August, uh, that number had reached 50,000. But complaints began to surface and and they weren't getting enough numbers. It just wasn't like actually coming in enough so a month after opening they were like okay fine uh we'll we'll put an alcohol license on it so now <laughs> it venue with drunks oh no yes um yeah and then yeah customers were basically telling the council and local papers that the park wasn't value for money and there wasn't enough for kids to do which was true um, even at the Somerset one. The Somerset one was a wildlife park initially and it kind of ruined that and slowly but surely it just dwindled down and the people who had come previously because it was a wildlife park kind of stopped coming because it was Mr. Blobby land. <laughs> like it was, it was shit. Back to Morecambe. So soon, soon after, the Happy Mount Action Group opposed Blobbyland and they gained 6,000 signatures um, in a petition to actually have Blobbyland scrapped in Morecambe. And, and the council uh, decided, yeah, we'll vote to scrap Crinkly Bottom. And so the Leisure Park was closed just 13 weeks oh, after it opened. No. After so it, embarrassing. It's awful. Wow. 
so then the city council decided that um, Noel Edmonds and uh, and the Edmonds and Unique group hadn't done enough to actually get enough visitors there. But the problem was they were so angry about this, they decided to sue Noel Edmonds. Uh, Why didn't they sue Mr. Blobby? Uh, well, I, I don't know. <laughs> he was I too busy divorcing know. his wife. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't want to deal with that guy. Like, he's going through a tough time. Uh, <laughs> fucking you're emotional issues. Now. You are correct. You absolutely do not want to deal with that guy. <laughs> no, not in any circumstances. Uh, so, so, yeah, it went to court. But it was revealed in court that the Lancaster City Council had themselves changed the deal with Edmonds and Unique. So there was actually less responsibility on Edmonds and Unique. And now Lancaster City Council was fully responsible because they'd been assuming that there would be so much money coming in that they wanted to get all of it. Mm. So therefore, they bought the idea outright from Edmonds and therefore Edmonds wasn't actually responsible for trying to keep that part going. Oh no. Yeah. So <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So it was it was bad. Um so the auditor made it clear that the council had made a mistake when they terminated their contract with Unique and launched their own legal battle. The council's legal case never reached the High Court and they ended up paying the TV presenter £950,000 in damages as oh, part of an out-of-court settlement. In the 90s as well? Yeah. That's like a hundred bajillion thousand pounds. Yeah. And the entire scandal cost taxpayers in North Lancashire £2.6 million. Pounds. Wow. So, yeah. And then my favourite is this quote after someone had asked Edmonds after the ruling. He said, we wanted people investigated because they cheated the people of Morecambe out of something very significant. I thought Morecambe was famous for shrimps. Now it's notorious for fudge. What? (laughs) (laughs) What does it have to do with anything? What does that? What? So I've got a couple bullet points of um, <laughs> stuff to, to follow up with. Um, it, it was about 10 concrete houses uh, and a man in a Mr. Blobby suit. What, in the park? Yeah. Um, and as a part of a marketing stunt, a nearby train station changed its name to Bear Crinkly Bottom. Oh. Can you imagine? Uh, I don't. I don't even. No. Don't. <laughs> Why? I don't think Bothwell can imagine. So. No. So. Um. So both the Somerset Blobbyland and the Morecambe Blobbyland are done. They're over. Nobody is able to visit them anymore. If you go to Somerset, uh you can actually see the crumbling remains, uh, and there are some good photographs on the internet. And I'm going to uh, share a link uh, where a YouTuber does an urban exploration. Of yeah, amazing. Land. And it's it's just it's kind of depressing. Like, um, and then another one I wanted to share is uh, Extinct Explorer, Explorer Extinct. It's another YouTuber and uh, they do like the history of all of the theme parks in the UK. Ooh. And it's crazy. There's so many theme parks in the UK that have just tried and failed and failed miserably. But I do feel like this one is probably the most miserable failure of all. Yeah, this is a good fight. Like there's a good amount of failure here. Like it's they failed so fucking hard. Really so <laughs> um, much. So, yeah, that's it, really. Um, I think the one in Morecambe is not still there because I haven't seen photographs on the internet. And I think because it was situated in Happy Mount Park, I think that has been returned to its former Happy Mount glory. Uh, But, yeah, that's it from me. Uh, So, Mr Blobby and Noel Edmonds decimated Morecambe. Love that. (laughs) There we go. That was amazing, Rhea. I can't I feel like it feels like something you should just know happened. Yeah. But you don't. I've never heard of that before. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Well, I don't 
as a theme park, I, I'd say it is more one of those themed yeah. parks. Because mm-hmm. uh, there were no rides. There were no rides. There were just houses. And the <laughs> one in Somerset had like um, a noddy show. So like they'd have noddy dress noddy. up. Yeah, so they kind of, as the park sort of slowly waned and died, they focused more on like the noddy character and noddy village. Uh, I mean, then... Noddy is far more enduring than Oh, Mr. for Blobby. sure. Yeah, like who who the fuck would look at Mr. Blobby and go, yeah, let's make a theme park about this, like, <laughs> fucking weird moment. Like... Who would make Mr. Blobby? Well, quite. Do you know what? I, it's a really weird thought, but the only thing I used to think about when I used to see Mr. Blobby was I was like, I bet that costume absolutely honks. <laughs> Oh yeah, it must have smelt terrible. For definite. Anyway, cool. that's me. So I think uh, Nina. Uh, uh, yeah. Wow. I feel like um, maybe I shouldn't go last because mine is just it's just it's just people dying. Oh, uh, no, you know we're here for that content. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I am. I don't know how much we're here. Yeah. I'm. I'm here for that content. So oh. as long as I don't show her a photo. We're good. Yeah, I think I think no, I yeah, I don't I yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm. I like theme park disasters and deaths and like decapitations and shit. And I don't know why. I just do. There's something wrong with me. Theme parks have them all. <laughs> they do. So I'm going to be talking about King's Island, which is an amusement park in Ohio, which was opened in 1972. Um, And I'm talking about one particular day at this theme park that has been nicknamed Black Sunday because bad things happened on that day. So it was in 1991 on the 9th of June. Um, It was around 9pm. So, you know, it was on a Sunday. Everyone had a nice day like stuff was wrapping up um and there were two guys timothy binning who was 22 and his best friend william haithcote who was 21 um they were on i think it was timothy's company picnic and he'd invited his best friend along with him um so they'd been there all day and they were just heading to their last ride of the day and they were crossing a bridge over a little shallow pond in the oktoberfest zone which seems like an amazing zone to have in a theme yeah. park. And as they were crossing it, uh, Binning reached over the bridge to a water jet that was squirting out water to splash his friend. Um, it is written in other places that he'd he got he went into the pond to retrieve something that he dropped, but that was on someone's blog. So I feel like I believe that he was trying to splash his friend a bit more because um, that was in more legitimate places um but as he went to splash him as soon as he touched the water he immediately started convulsing and it it so much that he actually toppled over the side of the bridge and into the water and he lost consciousness um so his friend seeing that happen to him immediately jumped in after him to try and get him out um but as as soon as he hit the water he also began convulsing and also lost consciousness um, a nearby park security guard called Daryl Robertson, who was 20, and he'd actually, I just wanted to put this in because it I, it just makes it sadder. <laughs> What's wrong with me? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so this that morning, he'd received an award from the park for a special effort in guest satisfaction and employee teamwork. So he was like a really good member of staff, seemed to enjoy his job there. Um, so he saw what was happening and jumped in to help. Um, and he also began Start convulsing, convulsing and lost consciousness. Lost consciousness. Oh, God. Um, nearby guests saw what was happening and had seen people going in and that what was happening to them. So they, some nearby people got a garbage can lid and they hooked Heathcote and Robertson out by their shoulders somehow. Um, but they managed to get them out without touching the water. Um, and then <laughs> a, another guest was, one of them held up another guest by the ankles and lowered them into the water to pull out Binning, Mm-mm. who 
it was reported it was completely underwater at that point, but it didn't say that anything happened to that guest. And a passing nurse began CPR on all the men who were now out until the emergency services arrived 11 minutes after they were called. So that's happening in one part of the park. And nearby part of the park, but not the same, there is a ride called the Flight Commander. So, um, you know, like the spinning chairs that you get where you sit in it and it spins and you will swing out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like that. But instead of having chains and like little chairs, it's um, it's got solid arms. And at the end, it's got like little spaceship pods that you can control. So you're it, it, the whole thing spins around and you're in a pod at the end of this arm that you can move up and down and you can spin your pod around. Um, so you can you have a little joystick in there so you can individually do it um, the pods only have two people per little thing so there's like a few of them round does that make sense yeah 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 cool um you both look very confused <laughs> no no I, I wouldn't say I drew a swingy round thing for my picture that's what I've done oh death pod not a death pod though <laughs> mine's just a swingy round thing <laughs> um and so the pods on them could actually do barrel rolls which seems insane to me i don't understand how they do that in 1972 or whatever it is um 1991 <laughs> <laughs> definitely not the same um so that at that ride uh was a woman called candy taylor who was 32 and she was just finishing a drink while her two friends who she came with were on the ride um once she finished a drink they'd gotten off so she went on it herself and was the only person in that two-person pod uh, once she was in, she closed the shoulder harness and lap bar, so there were things to hold you in, um, and the rider attendants checked on both of them. But as the ride mm. rose into the air and started to spin, um, oh, witnesses report that her pod rolled slowly to the left oh, God. and did a full rotation, and then on the second rotation, she fell out of it, oh. landing 70 feet down on the ground below. Oh. And her friends who'd been on the ride were waiting for her and they saw it and they ran over to her and she was unconscious and understandably not in a good way um so that was happening while these other people were being rescued from the pond so um yeah as that was happening emergency services were still in the process of loading the three men from the pond into ambulances and a helicopter sorry something loud's just Started happening. I thought you were about to pull out a diagram. <laughs> yeah. Here is where the helicopter landed. Here is your picture. <laughs> and then Nina's just drawn a stick figure all broken with like little crosses <laughs> over the eyes. <laughs> next week. Next week. Um, so as they were loading these men into ambulances, the they got the emergency services got the report about the accident of the flight commander. So the Taylor, the woman, was rushed to hospital, um, but she was pronounced dead from multiple body trauma. And Heathcote and Robertson, so the security guard and the guy's friend who invited him, um, they were both pronounced dead at hospital. But Binning, the one who was on the company picnic, who originally fell into the pond, recovered and released a couple of days later. Um, So on investigations it was ruled that Heathcote died instantly from electric shock and Robertson had drowned after receiving the electric shock and an investigation into the incident found that a defective pump in the pond had electrified the water um there were people doing it work on it earlier the same day who were fine so it's probably something that went wrong like in between that time of the work they were doing on it um, and the park was fined $23,500, which is around £30,000 today, which doesn't sound like much no. to me, um, for failing lot. to have the correct safety features like circuit breakers and stuff installed, which was all a legal requirement. They just didn't mm. have it. And it was also already cheap to install. It was like 30 quid or whatever. Mm. Um, so they got sued for that. Uh, well, fined for that. And then... Um, the investigation into the flight commander incident found that despite um, Candy having a blood alcohol content of 0.30, so I looked it up and in the UK, the drink, well, in England, the drink driving limit is 0.08. 
somewhere I read was it, when it was like 0.3, it was like, yeah, you'd probably be unconscious. So I think it's a, I think it's a lot. Um, but witnesses f- said that she showed no signs of intoxication. Mm. Um, so the people just didn't realise. Um, and in the investigation, the conclusion they came to, they think she got onto the ride and then passed out and her leg was leaning against the joystick which caused the thing to rotate and what happened was she slipped out of the restraints and into the empty seat which is where she fell out of so part of the rules around the ride is you're only you have you're if you're a lone rider then you have to have someone else with you so they'd partner up lone riders but for some reason they didn't put her in with one Um, so it was ruled that the ride suffered from a design flaw and would have to be changed before opening again. Um, and they were going to put, I think they put a divider in between the seats so you couldn't slip from one to the other. And they put a, um, a bigger casing around the joystick. So you had to use your hand to do it. You couldn't just knock it with your legs. But why um, should you have and, a joystick at all? Cause it, so your individual pod, if you use the joystick, that's what makes it rotate. So the whole thing is spinning but it's yeah. on arm and your joystick can make your pod rotate on that or move right. up and down. So you're controlling it individually. Yeah. Um, so the family sued the ride manufacturer and, well, because rides need to be able to hold riders because yep. people in rides often pass out. So they settled out of court um, and then the ride was reopened a year after, but it became quite unpopular and um so they sold it a few years later to flamingo land in the uk oh excellent <laughs> yeah um but it was demolished for scrap in 2004 so that's good i guess um and shortly after her death the park stopped selling alcohol but i did also read that that was partly because they wanted to turn it into more of a like family orientated family friendly park and that's it there's no, there's no happy ending. I can't finish on a good note. No, it's death and destruction. Three people died at the same time on the same day in... Such a coincidence, though, yeah. as well. In unrelated events. Yeah, you say coincidence. I say systemic bad planning. Yeah, all right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're going to be cold and logical about it. I can't argue with that. <laughs> um, uh, do, you, do you guys want to see what I did? Yeah. yeah. Okay. What were you making? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> no, I don't want to see it. It's a really horrendous photo. Uh, sorry, drawing of Mr. Blobby. Uh, I did pen and ink, guys. Did you horrendous. notice the cross hatching on the it. shadows? Please make it go away. <laughs> Mine is. Hang on. Can Ooh, you see? I like the colours, and I like. Oh, the... that's very cool. Yeah. It doesn't make a visceral reaction of put it away. Yeah. So I did one of those things and I used all my colours and I'm so that excited. That is similar to the ride I was describing. Yeah. So I <laughs> I knocked all of mine on the floor while I was talking. Um, oh, no. So I'll just finish it and take a photo and send it to you guys. So you made a mess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is the bummer with quilling though, isn't it? I had that before. I was like, this is so nice, but I can't move because yeah, or breathe. You can't exhale quickly or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. This is a horrible drawing, guys. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to see it. Any, <laughs> look what your drawing does to me. It makes me do this. <laughs> Emojis. The sad emoji. Yeah. So I'd, use the, I'd use the poop emoji, but my computer doesn't have it. Uh, well, or maybe your computer... Living knows in the past. It's- it's not poop. It's just a great drawing. It's terrifying. It's horrendous. Mr. Blobby is horrendous at the best of times. I am actually going to go and research that story, though. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> oh. I can't yeah. believe that Noel Edmonds ended up with more money about it as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's insane That's how the worst awful. part. Yeah, like, honestly, a little, a little part of me is like, oh, maybe it would have been funny to go. But I think it would have just been like a shit place with like 10 concrete houses and some drunks. Yeah. What were, I just, what were in the houses? What, 
like so yeah so, so it was like mr blobby's house and yeah. his neighbor's house and yeah 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 i wonder why not many people went yeah apparently uh a fake village of crinkly bottom uh isn't actually as exciting as first thought <laughs> who knew <laughs> oh wow guys what? i found something really sad oh maybe it's not really sad the man in the blobby suit barry killerby yeah Killaby, is a classically trained Shakespearean actor. Oh, oh that is really sad. Yeah. <laughs> he, commented, he commented that working as Mr. Blobby was harder than it looks by saying, people think it's easy bouncing around saying Blobby, but they should try it. It's exhausting <laughs> and demanding. Oh, well, there well, you have it. At least he's got an excellent sense of humour. <laughs> <laughs> Blobby. It's very hard blobbing around, guys. <laughs> oh. What's my line? That's it. Blobby, blobby. Right. Yep. Go again. Yep. Stop. <laughs> line. I no, wonder why really... he didn't get hired very much by other people. Is it possibly because he complained quite a lot? Script retention. <laughs> the line. Blobby. Yes. Blobby. Got it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Anyway, blobby, it's, blobby. it's a magical time. It's the magical time to get out the sock hat. Hat sock. Oh. Hat bag. It has, sock bag. It has a place to live now. It has a what? A place to live. It's oh. got a shelf. Bag hat, sock bag, lives on the shelf. It's so good. I want to give it its own theme park, theme park in Morecambe. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, okay. Abandoned locations. Oh, yes. Now we're talking. Okay. Yeah, you can do the same one. Yeah, I'll just do this one next. <laughs> uh, it'll be great. Rhea, <laughs> we need to make a Twilight theme park. Sorry, $100 billion idea here. I wonder I wonder if there already is one. Right. We don't have to wonder. We have phones. I'll Honestly, make... I feel like that would make more money than a Mr. Blobby theme, theme park. park. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I, th- I, mean, I, I mean, we'd be going. Oh, <gasps> sure. There is no Twilight theme park. <sighs> well, maybe it's yeah, almost like right. basic film or character is not great. China. I don't think they've built it. It's not been built. Okay. Uh, dibs on this idea. Copyrighted. Twilight theme park. You can my copyright idea. Copyright it if they've already started building it i also don't think you can copyright something that's someone else's material yeah i call dibs (laughs) and that's the law well and we're recording this so play this shit back in court oh yeah boom (laughs) winners every time uh (laughs) (laughs) so next week abandoned places what are we gonna craft (gasps) potato printing yes yes yeah, I have potatoes. Literally bought too many Maris Pipers the other day because we're not supposed to be eating carbs. Now I'm excited. <laughs> My potatoes got a purpose. Yeah, so I don't understand the the term too many potatoes. Also, <laughs> yeah. thing, I saw someone do like put a recipe up on Facebook and go, "Oh, what to do with your leftover mashed potato?" And I was like, "What's got leftover, leftover mashed potato?" Uh, what is it <laughs> fuckers <laughs> oh yep that's the right amount of hate for those people yeah. <laughs> guys, don't Rhea hear that towards very, very stories put it towards yeah those who Not, suggest leftovers is there any form of potato that you don't like don't think so I think you'd have to work very hard for me to not like it <laughs> okay <laughs> sounds like too much effort <laughs> cool. cool so all that's left to say gentle listeners is please rate review subscribe tell your <laughs> friends just tell one friend tell but tell a good friend okay. no, tell the friend who's yeah. gonna listen to the podcast tell, tell two friends and one enemy <laughs> Rhea yeah, right. really wants everybody's enemies to listen <laughs> every week tell your enemies tell your enemies yeah find your arch nemesis 
and make them listen to the podcast. I haven't had one of those since first school. And I don't know where she lives now. Oh. Oh. Well, you're not a very good arch nemesis, are you? <laughs> You'll need to go to arch nemesis school. Well, quite. Which I imagine <laughs> is something that Rhea runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, training in how to hold a grudge for eternity. <laughs> Guys, if you didn't like the podcast, don't feel the need to rate, review and subscribe. Just just jog on. Find a new podcast. Find you, babes. Find what works for you. We Start don't need that negativity podcast. around here. Do your own podcast. Tell us about it. We'll listen. We'll give you a shout out. Maybe if we like it. Yeah. yeah if we like it. Yeah. It's okay to not like us, but you don't need to be mean about it. It's basically you don't need what to I'm listening because what episode is this? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And why, why are you still here? Come on. Yeah, You're worth more than that. Guys, I feel like we're getting belligerent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do better I... than us, please. <laughs> What's belligerent? Get higher like, standards. Like, aggressive yeah like brow being you know like any like, stop like back. me this like, this what is how we close an episode we get really angry about it for some yeah. reason okay oh, so is that what i've been doing i don't your think whole so. life your whole life mate. <laughs> guys we Too real love you we... well no no you bring it back because you save that bit for the very end yeah oh. so and like we hate them and then at the end Rhea slips yeah. in the but I love you. But we can't say goodbye before we've told them to find the sources in the episode description. Oh, she remembered. Yes. You're welcome. And to save you trouble for even looking there, guys, Wikipedia, Google. Yeah. It's like literally going to be like the first three hits. We don't try that hard. <laughs> Just Come type on. type in the topic with weird in front of it, and yeah. you'll probably find everything we've done. It's that first three, <laughs> the ones that are still in dark purple. Those ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so all that's left to say is thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening. Spread okay. the wind. Oh, oh God. Yeah. It. Spread it hard. Um, and love you. Bye. <laughs> Ew, spread it hard. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> spread it hard. Is pretty horrendous. But I really enjoyed we can that. Help episode. people to spread things hard. <laughs> Uh, I think you'll just find Rhea did. <laughs> Done. Right. Don't I'm, you cut that out. <laughs> I'm going to press stop recording now. Oh, God. <laughs>